Chapter Fifty Two of the Peril Finders by George Fenn. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sarah Hanna. The Progress of the Plan. A narrow escape, said Bourne, and another arrow passed over without injury to any one present, for the simple reason that all had obeyed the warning and dropped behind the nearest cover. Be on the alert, cried the doctor from the other side. That means they are coming back. And Griggs was to have been with us by this time to help in the fight. Father, this looks bad. The doctor met his son's eyes and then turned to look in the direction from which their companion would be bound to arrive if he had managed to escape over the terraces to make for the gully. Don't judge rashly, my boy, said the doctor. He has had very little time yet. Are you all ready for the enemy? Yes, came back quickly enough, but there was no enemy visible. Could you see who sent that arrow, Wilton? No, but there are two ponies grazing up yonder. I fancy they must belong to the last Indians we saw come by. It looks like it, as only two shots have come, but we shall have the whole body coming back soon. Close upon a hundred, said Wilton, and we are five. Yes, five in a strong fortress with modern weapons against instruments of barbarism. And what is more, we have dealt the enemy such a blow as will take them long enough to get over. But I wish we were all together, father, instead of being divided. Wouldn't it be better if we tried to get to them? No, said the doctor quietly. We are quite right here for the present. And perhaps we shall have our side strengthened soon by the coming of friend Griggs. Ah, sighed Chris, if he only would... Another arrow struck the rocks close to where Bourne and his friends were watchfully scanning the gulch between them and the old camp, and directly after a shot was fired, making everyone start to look where the little gray puff of smoke arose, and Wilton was calmly reloading his rifle. "'I marked that fellow down,' he said coolly. "'Did you hit?' said the doctor. "'I think so. He has altered his position and is lying flat.' "'Don't fire! A friend!' came in a familiar voice from behind them and the boys gave a cheer, which was answered by Griggs, who now appeared, coming at a trot along the gulch from the direction of the gully, and began to climb up on the doctor's side. "'I did hope to be in time,' he said, as he reached Chris and lay down, breathing hard. "'Not done much, I hope.' "'You are in time,' cried Chris, catching at the American's hand to have his own pressed firmly. "'We've been in great anxiety about you, Griggs,' cried the doctor, pressing his friend's other hand." You'd have felt worse than that, sir, if you'd seen my wig, said the American with a chuckle. They came so near catching me that my hair began to rise at the thought of being cut shorter than ever it was cut before, and made into an ornament. They nearly had me before I got to the first terrace. You know why? There's a chap yonder going to send an arrow at us, Chris, lad. You'd better shoot. Chris followed the direction indicated by the American's pointing finger, saw where a big Indian was drawing his bow, showing only his face and arms round a corner, and drew trigger, with the result that he struck the stone and sent splinters flying, and after them the Indian, evidently hurt badly, for he held his left arm with his right hand. "'Go on, Griggs,' said Chris, reloading. "'You were saying. You know why?' And then you stopped. "'To be sure,' said Griggs, whose breath was still coming in gasps, as he lay on his chest with his rifle ready now for a shot. "'I was going to say—' you know I can run fast. Yes, yes, cried Chris eagerly. Go on. I did, said Griggs, as hard as I could. 
but a galloping horse is too much for me, and I won't back myself against one again. But you got into safety, cried Chris. Only just. I believed I saved myself by about one inch and a half. That was enough, though, to let me shut and lock the door we had got ready. Did you fire? asked the doctor. Fire? Never had time, sir. But there, I managed to shut up, I hope, so that the brutes couldn't follow me, and then I hurried on to join you. Tut, tut, what a cracker that is. I didn't hurry a bit. It was a regular crawl to the gully. Think me long? Horribly, cried Chris. No wonder, my lad. It was a horrible crawl, for I was regularly done. I felt what the Americans call real bad. But now tell me, did the whole band come by here? As far as we can tell, replied the doctor. That's right. I never had time to look back, but it seemed to me as if the whole Indian nation was after my scalp on horseback. They didn't get it, did they, Chris? Get it? No, of course not. I'm glad of that, but it felt precious cold two or three times. But now tell me, you've begun shooting. Are the enemy coming on? I believe we have only been attacked by a couple of stragglers. Two had passed through the narrow gap here last. And you filled the gap well up? Oh, yes. No horse could get by here. That's right. Then the big lot haven't found out yet that they are trapped. Certainly not, said the doctor. Then there's going to be a big fight when they do find out, said Griggs quietly. I don't want them to come yet till my hand grows a bit steady, for, kill and slay or no, we've got to bring down all we can. I suppose so, said the doctor gravely. It's their lives or ours. Yes, they'll be real mad, and we've got to give them a lesson one that will make them shy of trying bows and arrows against rifles. Yes, getting all right again now, continued the speaker in answer to eager inquiries from the other side of the gap. That's right, said Bourne. Lee? Yes? What do you think of making for the ponies and mules now, before the Indians find that they're trapped? May I tell them, sir, said Griggs sharply? Yes, say what you think, cried the doctor. Look here, Mr. Bourne, said Griggs quickly. The doctor thinks the same as I do, that it would be mad, giving ourselves up to be massacred. We've got to hold this barricade for our lives, and shoot down every man who tries to climb it. There must be no misses this time. Do you hear, boys? You're fighting for your father's lives as well as your own. It's no time to be sorry for the poor Indians now. Shoot your best, and leave them to be sorry for themselves. By the way, Chris, my lad, can you give me a drink out of your water bottle? I'm pretty well dried up. I had to fling mine away so as to run lighter, and it was getting so close that I was very nearly sending my rifle and cartridges off as well, but I managed to bring them home. Ha! he continued, after a long drought from the bottle Chris handed to him. What fine stuff water is! I think we've found out that, Squire Bourne, even if we haven't found the gold. Hush! Listen! cried the doctor, and he held up his hand for there was a peculiar reverberation from the rocks farther on towards the rock city, a sound that thrilled the listeners through and through. "'Yes, that's them coming, sir,' said Griggs coolly. "'They're only riding gently, though, and it doesn't seem as if they know what's happened to them yet. We shall see them along that curve soon. Now, doctor, will you give your orders about how we are to shoot?' "'Slowly and steadily,' replied the doctor, and always at the leading men. "'Listen, Wilton.' We three will fire one by one while you all hold your hands to be ready to keep on while we reload, so that they will not be able to advance without seeing their men constantly falling. 
there must be no excitement always a careful steady aim when shall we begin asked wilton as soon as the first man rides out into the open yonder then it's time to begin at once sir said wilton sharply for here they come yes said the doctor firmly keep well and cover everyone wait till i give the word i want the leaders to see that the way is barred against their retreat they're beginning to see it already said griggs as about twenty of the indians rode round the curve into sight and their quick eyes grasped the fact at once that something had happened at the gap since they passed by look out where arrows said griggs in a low deep growl tell em doctor that they needn't mind those plaything toys so long as they keep well under cover we can hear what you say said bourne and an anxious half-minute passed before there was a sudden yell sounding wild and harsh to echo and re-echo from the mighty walls on either side while as it went reverberating on from side to side to die away in the distance there was another shout and close upon it the whiz of a flight of arrows and then a tinkling splintering sound as they struck against the stones to snap or glance off the air just about barrier seeming for a moment full of the glistening barbed wands fire said the doctor loudly and crack 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 with measured slowness the rifles of all three rang out to raise a fresh set of echoes and as these were still repeating themselves another and a fiercer yell rang out for three of the mounted men had gone down and their horses had dashed forward charging right at the barrier snorting and tossing their manes but only to turn back startled by the heap of rocks piled up before them and returned at a fierce gallop to confuse the crowd they had left when the rifles from the other side flashed out fire and white puffs of smoke and three more of the enemy went down to free their startled and plunging ponies from their riders reins a yell more fierce than ever arose from the little crowd of indians whose mounts began to partake of the excitement imparted by the ponies that had begun to tear to and fro in the narrow gulch while after discharging another innocuous flight of arrows against the barrier of stones about a dozen of the savages came on yelling and belaboring their mounts driving them nearly frantic as they urged them forward the riders were evidently imbued with a mad belief that their half-wild steeds would surmount the barrier by leaps and climbing as after a short wild career they were forced right at the rugged mass of stones fully half-breasted it some to fall others to wrench themselves round while others again flung their riders to gallop back snorting with excitement as they returned to dash into the halting mob they had left and add fresh confusion there they were exciting moments at the barrier one indian pitched upon his head to lie senseless but three more regained their feet tore their knives from their belts and placing them between their teeth to leave their hands free began to climb up the slope of rough jagged stones to take vengeance upon the whites who had dared to oppose their tack but not one of them reached the top of the hurled down masses of rock which were after all not halfway up to where the little party crouched patient cool and watchful as they obeyed their leader's orders not to waste a shot the result of the desperate attack was that one man stopped short tottered and fell back to roll over to the bottom and then begin to crawl slowly back leaving his comrades motionless where they had fallen there was a few minutes pause as the one man crept painfully back and then about a dozen of the indians dismounted and joined in driving the frantic ponies that were galloping about through an opening made for them by the waiting band 
this done the party remounted and set up another furious yell to frighten the defenders from their posts needless to say this was as vain as the next and larger flight of arrows which splintered amongst the stones or glanced off to fly far overhead there was no firing now by the defenders for the need was not urgent let them exhaust themselves cried the doctor and find out that their efforts are vain still there was no lack of bravery amongst the savages who some twenty strong being as many as could act in the narrow gully charged home again directly after sending in their arrows and accompanying the beating of their ponies hoofs with yell after yell this time there was no waiting on the part of the defenders who began firing as soon as the advance commenced with the result that several indians dropped to encumber the way and unsettle the serried band of plunging steeds while the rest on breasting the rocks recoiled and in a state of panic turned regardless of yells and blows to gallop back after the fashion of their kind crowding together till they reached their fellows once again to stand shivering snorting and stamping but leaving two struggling in the bottom of the gulch in company with six of their riders wounded or dead that ought to settle them said wilton who knelt carefully wiping his rifle i hope so said bourne i'm tired of this murderous work tis bad sir said griggs from the other side but it rests with the redskins do you think they will give up now griggs said the doctor no sir i don't was the reply oh griggs you're making the worst of it cried chris no my lad i'm not it's of no use for me to talk nonsense i know too much of indian nature all they're thinking of now is how to get at us and have revenge for what we have done then you think they will attack again sure to sir replied griggs but perhaps not with a rush if they don't they'll wait till it's dark and then leave their horses behind and come on with their knives ugh ejaculated chris that will be bad for us horrid said griggs coolly it seems hallo they're coming on again give em a volley sir this time yes cried the doctor eagerly as he saw at a glance that the indians were gathering for another rush hold your fire he cried loudly till they are three parts of the way here and then all together i'll give the word but suppose they come on dismount and attack afterwards said chris you have the second barrels said the doctor be ready here they come for once more the savages were putting their regular tactics to the test coming on yelling and waving their weapons using them to frighten their foes as much as to madden their ponies into a furious gallop and this right in the rear of another flight of arrows half of which came from the indians who remained behind for want of room to the boys this was the most exciting charge of all for during the others they had something to do or see as the firing was kept up almost from the first here they had to wait only for minutes it is true but moments which seemed like minutes and during which they had no gathering smoke to hide the gleaming teeth flashing eyes and savage hate depicted in the red and painted faces coming swiftly on fire shouted the doctor his voice sounding sharp and clear above the rattle of hoofs the yells of savages and the reverberations from the rocky sides of the gulch every finger pressed the trigger at the same moment there was a flash six jets of gray smoke driven full in the faces of the oncoming ponies and then one great crack followed by a deafening roar which combination checked the ponies as if by magic making them rear up dismounting several of their riders then they all tore back leaving eight or nine indians scrambling to their feet to run after their steeds 
others lying struggling among the stones and plain to see two more tottering upon their ponies backs one falling forward to cling to his mount's neck another sink backward and drop off and another to wrench himself round and shake his bow at the occupants of the barrier in impotent fury before throwing up his hands and lying back clinging to his seat till his pony had plunged into the little crowd waiting their return the most effective action yet said the doctor hoarsely as the reloading ended yes sir i think that's the best responded griggs but such a sickening slaughter of the poor ignorant wretches cried bourne bitterly that's what i used to think when i was first up in the rockies sir said griggs coolly till i had been about a bit and seen where the redskins up there had been amongst the settlers ranches pleasant homes burned down and men women and children lying where they had been murdered and cut about people who had been living hopeful lives hard workers whose only crime against the indians was trying to get a living out of a few acres instead of by hunting and war i used to feel just as you do mr bourne but i don't now i know i know cried ned's father passionately but they are so ignorant of our power yes sir but we're not of theirs replied griggs now doctor they're drawing off had enough of it for one day and it's time to be stirring what retreat not yet sir here's my idea they'll wait till it's dark attack us then with knives and tomahawks coming on silently leaving their horses behind and we shan't have a chance then what do you propose said the doctor just this sir if you can't see a better way we three stop here ready to have a shot at any indian who shows himself while mr bourne young squire and chris go off to the mules and horses no cried chris i'm not going to leave my father wait my boy said the doctor sternly but father silence sir hadn't done speaking my lad said griggs looking at the boy with a smile here's the rest of it mr bourne and squire ned get old skeeter to the front and set off at once as fast as the mules will go which only means a walk but where where cried bourne excitedly anywhere sir except into the soda plains the thing you've got to do is put as many miles between you and here as you can manage in the next twenty-four hours what and desert you cried bourne how are you going to manage to find us oh i'll find you by your trail when the time comes sir said griggs laughing don't you be afraid of that don't even think about it only of getting right away i see said the doctor and he frowned down chris who was about to speak now go on there's not much more to say sir we shall stay here till dusk giving the redskins a reminder now and then that we're on the alert and at last when we feel that they are coming on for the attack into the saddles we jump and steal off till we're out of hearing and then crawl till we make sure of the trail of the mules and then gallop but the ponies will have gone with the mules cried chris excitedly you'd better not let them said griggs with a grim smile at the boy you've got to see the train started well on its way from the bottom of the gully and then bring the horses here all six mind yes i see said chris brightening up the sun seeming to come out on his gloomy powder-smirched face but what about ned's and mr bourne's ponies they'll have to be contented with mules they've only got to walk and there are several now with half loads we shall want their ponies for spare mounts so as to give the others a rest now and then for when we leave here we shall have to make the best of our way oh cried chris joyously i wish i were as clever as you are griggs it's all right my lad said the american grimly 
don't be in a hurry i've learned a bit about the indians and you've got that to begin with by the time you get as old as i am you'll have picked up a deal more than i know and you will not think much of me then now doctor what's your idea yours griggs cried the gentleman addressed it cannot be bettered you hear born yes i hear was the reply but about the indians you will not escape em they'll follow your trail a bit said griggs while they're hot and wild after finding out that we've tricked them and gone but i seem to think that they won't tramp far and leave their mustangs shut up in the valley they'll come back to get them out and that will take them days even if they do it then while if they can catch us after giving us about a week's law i shall feel disposed to forgive them we need not discuss the matter further eh wilton said the doctor turning to the young man who had crouched close by watching the spot where the indians had disappeared no it's all cut and dried said the young man quietly be off born you're going to have the best of it that father isn't said ned sharply i don't think it's fair let chris go i want to stop and fight nay 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 said griggs smiling don't be greedy lad you've killed quite as many redskins to-day as is good for you be satisfied i dare say we can contrive a bit more fighting for you by and by he may have all my share said chris screwing up his face i hate it it's horrible obey orders said the doctor smiling born will you get off at once yes was the reply and you boys i don't think any eyes can reach us for we get no more arrows now but all the same i would not show crawl down to the bottom you will be safe from all observation there and you can rise and walk as soon as you are past the first curve till we meet again till we meet again said bourne and ned in a breath and they began to crawl down the far side of the gulch from where they had made their defence as for you my boy continued the doctor you will bring the ponies down following the mules and coming to a halt at the spring by the big needle-like stone there's some browsing for them there am i to stay with them father said chris of course my boy to be ready for starting at a moment's notice but if you have to fight again we three will do our best but only three father only three but three men fighting with a knowledge that if things go against them they have ponies waiting for them ready for a retreat now my boy duty be off and mind you'll take no notice of a few shots chris made no reply his rifle was already slung and after one glance up the gulch towards the valley without seeing a sign of the enemy he began to back down the slope creeping and crawling till it was safe to rise and then hurrying after bourne and ned overtaking them long before they could reach the entrance to the steep slope of the gully end of chapter fifty two recording by sarah hannah fort lauderdale florida